0: Blue Wire. Osweiler in trouble.
1: Osweiler
0: brought down Khalil Mack. Oh, here comes. Bullshot. Drifter
1: without a helmet. J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac.
0: what's going on everybody welcome to the trench warfare podcast presented by blue wire i'm your host brandon thorn and it's been a while since i've talked to you guys but a lot's been going on for me i just recently bought a house uh, with the family and we're settled down now here in san antonio texas um it feels great to be a homeowner again and uh it's just been busy man with that and Doing a lot of film studies still of NFL offensive and defensive linemen. Um, I've been really busy still with that, thankfully, and only going to get more busy now that it looks like there's going to be a football season, hopefully. Um, it, it seems to be trending in that direction, and it's great news because you know, I'm going to be doing my top 32 offensive lines and defensive lines this year for EstablishTheRun.com so definitely be on the lookout for those over the next month or so so that's going to be really exciting and and fun to do i don't know if anybody else is really doing both of those um, in the level of detail that i'm going to be doing them this off season Uh, so it's it's great to 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 have that you know to look forward to for myself and hopefully you guys you know get some some joy in, in reading those and also Um, As of right now, I'll I'll be returning with the Athletic Denver as well, covering Broncos, and then continually, continually doing things for Scouting Academy as well. Uh, All the videos, excuse me, that you see on the Scouting Academy social media platforms, or I just find those basically and edit them and cut them up and all that stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun to do that because that really gives me a kind of a pulse of all the other positions in the NFL. You know, I really get to, to watch a pretty, pretty decent amount of tape of receivers, tight ends, linebackers, you know, DBs, quarterbacks, all that stuff, you know, because that's kind of what we focus on with the Scouting Academy, along with, you know, NFL offensive and defensive line. Uh, but I already have most of that video kind of already in, in the docket, you know, so I, I get to go out and branch off a little bit with the Scouting Academy. So those are things that you'll have to look forward to for me. Uh, this NFL season and just pretty much from here on out for the rest of the year. Uh, So that's been going well on that front. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, This guest that I have this week, I'm excited about. Uh, You know I had to bring you a really good guest in my first episode back in a little while, so I'm bringing on Arizona Cardinals guard Justin Pugh. Um, He's entering year eight in the league. He went to Syracuse, played with teammate Chandler Jones, and Um, man, we had a good wide ranging conversation about line play, offensive, defensive, kind of where the league is at, um, in terms of the talent levels on each side of the ball, kind of his study habits, um, his, just kind of his approach, his philosophy, what he thinks about the position, why he loves playing it, Cliff Kingsbury's impact going against Aaron Donald and much more. So we'll go ahead and get into that interview here and... Just make sure you are subscribed to this podcast because I'm going to be back into it now with a weekly show, and I have a couple guests lined up. I'm hoping to get a few more here in the next, uh, you know, over the weekend, really, so I can have several shows planned out for you guys. But yeah, I mean, you know, as always, the goal is to shed some light on line play across the NFL from both sides of the ball, and I think that Justin Pugh did that for us, so Without further ado, let's check out that interview. All right, all right, everybody. I'm here with Cardinals offensive lineman Justin Pugh. Uh, he has 86 career starts under his belt. He started 16 games in 2019 for the first time since his rookie year, coming off a good season. He's entering year eight and his third with Arizona. Uh, Justin, what's up, man? Thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, anytime I get to talk about offensive line play or try to – Brought in the the scope of people's awareness of it. I always I always enjoy that because early on in my career I was probably scared to talk about it, just scared to, to the backlash. You know how social media gets and all that. But now I'm kind of comfortable with where I'm at in my career and who I am as a player and, and, and where I'm heading. So I got I got a lot more confidence to talk about it and, and know what's what I believe to be right and what you know I believe to be the way that guys should approach certain certain things in the offensive line game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I wanted to pick your brain on. And, you know, the the situation that you're in, I think, you know, we could start there. I think it's really interesting, you know, with the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury last year, which I think caught some people off guard uh, just considering his situation and his background. But, man, I mean, there was steady improvement throughout the year. because You you saw him adapt some things with the offense as he went along. And, uh, you know, by year's end, you guys were running the ball a lot, which I don't think a lot of people – necessarily think of when they think of Cliff Kingsbury and, you know, just his offensive philosophy and stuff. But the running game was a lot of fun to watch for me. And I just wondered how that was for you. Cause it seemed like the offensive line got better as well.
1: Yeah. I think as the season goes on, the season progresses, obviously you get into OTAs, you're not in pads. You start thinking, Hey, this offense is going to start looking one way and we have, you know, all these weapons. We draft Kyler Murray, number one, overall, Uh, we're going to be able to to just slide right into that kind of big 12 air raid offense. And you never know until you get into training camp and you see really what you have as a team. And and I think that finding that identity is something that young teams struggle with and and new coaches struggle with because you don't know how everything's going to fit in or or what's going to happen. So a lot of questions were answered throughout the season last year. And and we obviously saw we were able to progress and a lot of our, our rushes And and high games and volume of of attempts and yards came later in the season. And we started to find out who we were, and that was exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And with the run game, I noticed just, you know, you guys were moving around a lot, pulling and getting out in space and just, you know, moving a lot. And I think that kind of does a nice job of accenting what you do well, you know, coming out, you're a good athlete. Uh, coming out and you know it's it, i felt like it was good for the interior offensive line especially um you know you and sweezy i thought had good seasons and you know do you think that just what you're being asked to do there is a good fit for your skill set and if so how
1: yeah sure i mean for for sure and i think a lot of teams i almost i almost can guarantee this that almost every team installs the exact same run plays uh they're all going to call it something different mm-hmm. But like I said, again, once you get into the season and see what you do well, then it's up to the coaches to keep calling those things. Uh, a lot of times <laughs> I've seen throughout my career that we try to fit a, a square peg in a round hole, and it just it doesn't work. And, and you can't force your personnel. You can't force what the defense is giving you that day. Um, you have to give what they're taking, or, or take what they're giving you. And I think that's something that we did a great job of last year. And, and Coach Kugler, our offensive line coach, uh, can't get enough credit for coming in and really helping out with the run game scheme and, and, and changing a lot of things around. I don't want to say changing a lot of things around, but just kind of making everything black and white. And I think when you operate in a gray area in offensive line play, you end up getting yourself in trouble. So we have like hard rules that if they're doing this, we do this. And, and there's no questions about it. And that, that I think, leads to high execution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Keeping things simple is—it's uh, amazing what that can do for clarity. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, with offensive line play, that's critical because things are happening so fast. And obviously, the level of competition is incredible. Uh, you know, on the defensive line, which I think is maybe the deepest spot in the sport right now. Uh, just the level of comp over there is insane. And you know, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm going against Aaron Donald twice a year and DeForest Buckner and all these freaks, but um, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could just kind of go into that, you know, with, uh, with opponents and, you know, I kind of want to go kind of in the, like in the offensive line room and just kind of talk about how you prepare each week, uh, for the opponent that you're going to face uh, and maybe talk specifically about, uh, players and maybe how you advance scout them and things you look for if you're comfortable talking about that stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think as a rookie, you're just trying to make sure you don't you don't. I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go on a progression throughout a guy's career. As a rookie, mm-hmm. um, you're coming into a new offensive scheme. You're just trying to make sure you don't mess up the plays and get and get cussed out by it by your offensive line coach. And, and you, you go into it, and everyone always tells you it's a faceless opponent. It's a faceless opponent. Don't worry about who he is, but you have to worry about who that guy is. You have to know that guy's skill set. Uh, and what we do, and, and most offensive lines will do this, is build like a, a film criteria sheet where you go in and the coach makes it like a, a it's mandatory. Everyone has to fill it out. Uh, what does this, what does your specific opponent do well? What kind of defense do they run? And if we get into two minute, do they, what kind of games do they like to run? Does a three technique widen out? What keys are given in away? And as you're watching film at first, I don't really think you you can grasp safety rotation. And if linebackers are bossed or bowed, meaning they're like bumped over to the strength or weak, kind of how that, the, the those rotations affect what the D line is going to do. Um, and it's still tough. And you're, year, year going into year eight to get those things down, but uh, you start to be able to see the defense and, and how it, it operates and the machine that it is. And I think that helps dictate what a defensive lineman is going to do. Um, so I think, Starting there, understanding basic concepts of coverage and shell, and I really couldn't get into it very specifically, But mm-hmm. is safety rotation, knowing knowing where the pressure probably is coming from. Um, Eli Manning was one of those players that always knew where the pressure was coming from and always put the offensive line in the right position to make a play um, and pick up the pressure. Um, so when I go into it, obviously I'm looking at first, who the player is? I'd be lying to you if I said it doesn't matter who this guy is. I definitely uh, gear up more for when I'm playing Aaron Donald, Donald than I'm playing, you know, someone that I haven't I haven't seen before on film. But uh, but once you get into the game, you have to be able to make adjustments. Guys are going to start doing things. Everyone they have a plan for you, just like you have a plan for them. And uh, a lot of times, it becomes just a fistfight out there. Who's going to come out on top is definitely uh, up to up to your will. I think a guy in the NFL that. I've got to know more this year as Larry Warford and how he approaches the game from a mental standpoint. It's been huge for me training with him this offseason. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to take some of the mentalities he kind of has harped on into the season.
0: That's awesome. That's a, that's a good guy to name. Uh, he's a guy I've, I've appreciated his game since Detroit, and I think he's only gotten better really the last few years in New Orleans. So, yeah, I mean, not often is a guy as good as him available at this point. Uh, in time in the offseason. But yeah, I, I'm excited to, to see what he does. I'm sure he's going to be highly motivated as well. I mean, not that he wasn't before, but um, yeah, so Warford is a, is a really good guy to watch. Uh, and pass protection, that's something for me, you know, I think most people think of Larry as a really good run blocker, which he is, but I like a lot of the things that he does in pass protection um, and just how well he processes things up front. And I guess that, that kind of bleeds into what you're saying um, and it makes sense that you know I, I think I saw you say on Twitter that you know mentally he's one of the most impressive guys you've been around
1: yeah just about efficiency everything's about efficient movement uh, a lot of guys you watch line play and I'm guilty of it taking false steps having having your hands not in position and Larry is about as efficient as you can be with all his movements and that's something that uh if I can just keep getting better with making myself more efficient I'll be right up there every year and, and obviously I I put myself up there in high regard in in, in the offensive line where I think I'm I'm one of the best guards in the league. Um, I've had to bump around a little bit throughout my career and jump from, if we're playing Von Miller that week in New York, I was bumping out the right tackle or the left tackle or the guard. Um, Mm. And I think if you just left me at left guard, I think I'm one of the the better ones in the league. And and I'm, I'm excited to prove that, you know, again this year.
0: So have you started at four or five positions? Is that right?
1: Yeah, I started at four or five positions.
0: Man, that's incredible. So left guard, your spot. And when I
1: came into the league, when I came into the league, I told them, I mean, obviously, you know, you get drafted, you don't really have a say on where you go or what position you're going to play, and they moved me right to right tackle. Uh, but I've always felt more comfortable on the left side of the line. Uh, when the Cardinals signed me, they had him play right guard because we had Mike Potty, who, who only plays left guard. Um, yep. So I went over there and played right guard, but – and I think it was either Josh Sitton or T.J. Lang gave the analogy: uh, switching sides of the ball is like trying to wipe your wipe your ass with with the opposite hand. It's just yeah, it's a little messy, but you can still get the job done. <laughs> right, right,
0: yeah, that was sitting. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just curious, like playing with a guy like Mikey Potty, uh, like what did you pick up from him? Because I know he's a different type of player than you. He's, I mean, that guy is, like, strong as an ox. And not that you're not strong, not saying that. But, you know, he's just, like, one of those guys who can move people in a way that most offensive linemen aren't doing. Um, so, like, but I, I'm, I'd, I'd imagine he's, a, you know, a pro's pro and things like that. Like, what what did you learn from him, if
1: anything? You know, when, when you the way Mike plays the game, I can't play the game that way. Uh, I got to use leverage. I got to use – certain techniques, uh, hitting the hip on a lot of double teams is something that I've always made my, my hay on making, being able to, being able to move guys, Mm -hmm. um, like 330 pounds and just naturally just a way bigger human being than I am. So I I think the the mentality that Mike plays is is the biggest thing that I could take away. He's very, uh, uh, water off the duck's back. Like things just roll off him. He's not going to get too up, too up or too down on a play. Uh, that's something that I love about Mikey's game, and, and Mikey's had some injuries and things uh, in the past few years. But last year it was great to see him bounce back with Seattle. Uh, coach, another coach up there, Mike Solari, I'm very familiar with. Great, great offensive line coach. Um, so I'm happy, happy for him to have that that success again. Yeah, yeah, he was fun
0: to watch last year for sure. They that's a fun run game to watch and. Another guy, another uh, teammate. Now, Larry Fitzgerald. I, you know, you posted something the other day about just how you admire that he is such a willing blocker, basically, at, at this point of his career. And I remember it was a few years back, now you know, several years back, when he really transitioned more into a blocker, and it was just so impressive to see because he became such a good blocker. Um, but yeah, what's it like, you know, just being around Larry Fitzgerald,
1: and you know, what are some things, you know, that you, yes. <laughs> about him the not blocking. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, receivers and offensive linemen always don't see eye to eye. Uh, <laughs> we have a different difference in opinion on what we want to do with the ball on, on, on most plays. Right. Uh, we're looking to run the ball. They obviously want us to drop back and throw it. That's where they make, they make their fame. That's where they get to do their end zone dances. That's where they get to, you know, get their face on TV. Um, Right. So it's rare to see a a wide receiver that is willing to block. Now, a lot of receivers will stick their nose in there and they'll, you know, they'll they'll body somebody up. And most DBs don't want any issues with it either. Larry, Larry comes, he leaves that world, the the outside world of corners and soft, softer uh, wide receivers. He comes into the box and Larry throws his weight around. There's a clip of him hitting uh bosa from san francisco last year that made the rounds on the internet and he basically made bosa want to tap out of the game um
0: he's had some vicious out.
1: he came out of the game he he was looking for larry the rest of the way um and i I guess it started with that i'm just like wow the fact that this guy's a hall of famer he's made a living catching the football but he'll put on his his lineman gloves and get in there and get dirty and that's something that i always respect. When he catches it, he, he's, he's getting north and south, running somebody over. And I guess if, if I ever made a create a player and I was to play wide receiver, I would want to play it the way Larry Fitzgerald played the game. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that you admire, his, his work ethic. In Week 17 last year, you know, we're out of the playoffs. It's, it's meaningless. And Larry's still diving for balls in practice. Um, he, he's one of those guys that leads leads from the front by the way he works. And, and you can admire someone that doesn't like that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What a, what a legend. And just the transformation that he's had to undergo to still play at a high level is, is really remarkable. So, man, yeah, one of the all-time greats. That's awesome. You get to play with him. Uh, is there a maybe, you you know, maybe on the offensive or defensive line that you think doesn't get enough credit um, out there, you know, just in kind of, you know, mainstream media circles?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously you have those names. Everyone, everyone knows who who's who makes the Pro Bowl, and you know a lot of offensive linemen. But you know, we watch the film daily, and some of the guys that we we believe need to get some hype are are, are still out there. Obviously, everyone everyone feels like they they get slighted. I don't care what position you're playing, everyone feels like they don't get the respect they deserve. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm real good friends with Dave Bakhtiari and and Green Bay. And finally, Dave is starting to get the recognition that as one of the best left tackles, if not the best left tackle in football. Um, I don't know. You look around the league. I think DJ Humphreys is one of the guys that I play with here in Arizona that he's had some injury issues and people, obviously people are going to hold injuries against you. That, that happened to me in my career. But when healthy, DJ Humphreys is, is one of the premier left tackles in football, um, there, I, I don't know if there's one guy that I, I would just say, oh, this guy just keep, completely gets overlooked. You have Ali Marpet down in Tampa Bay, who I respect a lot in the way he plays. Yes, um, absolutely. And I guess I, I guess I more respect guys that do it the right way and, and work their tails off and maybe don't get the, the recognition because they aren't a starter, but could be like that, that, that swing guy, uh, the center that I played with last year, in the past two years, AQ Shipley, Man, um, Shipley. The, the fact that he's made a 11 year career and every year someone's gotten drafted to replace him and he's always had to compete for his spot and never had a chance to just sit back and breathe. Mm. Those are the guys that I just respect the hell out of. Uh, I'm training with a guy, Ted Larson. Who is another one of those guys who's who's just every year had to work for everything he's gotten and, and you have to you have to just tip your cap to those guys because it is not easy to play offensive line in the NFL. Like like we'll probably touch on a little bit later. These D linemen are becoming more and more athletic. They are becoming more dynamic. Wade Phillips literally created a whole defense for Aaron Donald. Like guys are becoming very hard to block, especially with how the, the, the league is now and, and how they wanna you know, want there to be high-scoring games, but these D linemen—they're built to to succeed in that. Um, so, a lot of these guys that have made it, I'm just—I'm just happy for them, and and we're all brothers in this. So, I never—I'll never hate on a guy.
0: Yeah, A.Q. Shifley's a guy I've appreciated for a lot of years now.
1: Seventh-round pick, I believe,
0: um, you know, for a guy like that to come where he came from and to, you know, stick around like you said. And, I mean, just the way he gets after it on the field is uh, a lot of fun to watch. And, um, as far as the underrated guys, one guy that I think of always when I think of the Cardinals, I mean, yourself uh, and on the defensive line, I think of Corey Peters. I think he's a pretty underrated nose tackle in the league. Um, that's some
1: guy. Oh yeah, if we're talk, if we're if we're talking D linemen uh, yeah, Corey Peters. I, I think Chandler Jones. Oh because, man, because uh, the Cardinals haven't won in a few years. He doesn't get that this year. He finally started to get a little bit more. I I played with Chandler in college and into the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chandler is probably one of the most dominant defensive uh, he's defensive and outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him. But then yeah, Corey Peters probably plays zone the cut off box better than. I'm trying to think of another D tackle. Lindball Joseph comes to mind. Um like nose tackles. D- yeah. Yeah, nose tackles. The guys that can play the zone and really eat up two blockers almost every single time. DJ um, Beter
0: is pretty good.
1: He's 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 unbelievable. And then obviously you look at the at the pass rushers. Aaron Donald, I think, is he's like he'll go down as a Lawrence Taylor type player that revolutionized the position. Um, every D tackle that comes up after him will we'll have him to thank for making, you know, $20 million plus a year because he's revolutionized the interior three technique position. Um, another guy that I've played against since college, uh, I, I was so excited. I, I decided to sign with the Arizona Cardinals so I could play against him twice a year. Yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, those guys. I mean, you know, Aaron Donald, especially, he's kind of in his own. Category right now, and then there's you know, just so many guys across the league at defensive line. Uh, I think the three technique spot. I mean, along with edge rusher, are probably the two deep spots maybe in the NFL. Definitely up there. Uh, you know, I guess the last question is: Why do you think you agree that has off the as defensive line? I, I have my own on that. that
1: sense, but what do you think? Like, yeah, you know, why do you think it is? You're kind of breaking up here a little bit. Could you read? Could you ask that question again? Sorry.
0: Yeah, no problem. So, I was just wondering about why do you think it is that the line has more talent than offensive line in the NFL? And you know, I it's an interesting discussion. And if you even agree with that, you know,
1: you're still, you're still breaking up. I really am. Is it, was the question is, does why do people think D linemen are more athletic than, than offensive linemen or why they have more?
0: Just why why the position of defensive line is deeper than the position of offensive line with, you know, above average or better players. Now, I know that gotcha. a lot yep. of them on offensive line, but I just think league-wide defensive line is a little deeper. And do you agree with that? And if so, why do you
1: agree? Oh, yeah, I mean, they definitely have the better athletes on defense. Yeah. Um, the reason why is no one wants to play offensive line what little kid
0: yeah.
1: raises his hand at 10 years old and says I want to be an offensive lineman uh, it's a it's a it's a tough position to play um, it's the most rewarding in my opinion I, I play it and I got to find the silver lining in it I guess somehow <laughs> but um, no no one wants to be the un- unsung hero nobody wants to just go out there and lay his body on the line so someone else can get the glory at first um and then when you come together and you work with five guys in the offensive line room, and the, the only way you can be successful if you have five guys working as a cohesive unit. There's nothing like it. The brotherhood uh, that comes with playing offensive line is, is unmatched. No one else has that, um, and that's why I love it. Um, and I think that really that that answers that question because <laughs> yeah. no one no one likes offensive linemen. no one no one besides a, maybe ten ten reporters out there can even tell you anything about offensive line play or, or no one, no one cares about it. It's like a necessary evil for a lot of people. Um, you only get on TV when you have a holding penalty. I don't care who it is. If Dave Bakhtiari, who's one of the best left tackles in the league, gets a holding penalty, everyone's like, why the hell do we even have him on our team? He just ruined something for Aaron Rodgers and my fantasy team. Um, right. So I think it's the, the, the unknown. People have no idea about it and, and there's an ignorance there. And that's why I try to correct people on Twitter. I'll get into it. I'll, I'll have an O-line conversation with anybody um, because no, no one understands it. And the more we can enlighten people and do things like this, the, the the better understanding people will have and the appreciation they'll have for the position.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge reason why I got into doing this, you know, five years ago uh, after the military is, you know, because I, I saw that there was an opening. You know, no one was talking about offensive line in any detail. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to, kind of make this a pursuit of mine to learn it and it's an ongoing process obviously and um, it's it's awesome to get to talk to a guy like you who's doing it uh, at the highest level and I really appreciate the time and I know a lot of people are gonna appreciate this and and get a lot from it so uh, thanks for doing this and uh, best of luck this season I'm excited to watch you guys play of course man
1: looking to get some wins thanks for having me on and uh, any other questions Shoot them over to me on Twitter or whatever. If anyone wants to know anything about more about it. offensive line play, I'm here for it. And I'll, I'll talk about it whenever. So, appreciate it. Have a great one. Awesome. Thanks, man.